Now, President Cyril Ramaphosa has declared a state of disaster over the energy crisis with immediate effect. The President will also appoint an electricity minister in the presidency who will focus, focus on ESCOM. The President managed to address the nation only after chaos erupted and Speaker Nasiviwe Mpisan Kakula ordered the leader of the ATM party, Fuyalwetu Zungula, to leave the House. EFF MPs were then removed by parliamentary security after they stormed the stage where the president was getting ready to deliver his speech. Now, to take us through this, we're discussing this with political analyst Oscar van Yerden. Oscar, good morning. Welcome to Radio Islam International. Good morning, Ibrahim, and good morning to your listeners. Now, uh, Oscar, what was, uh, you know, was what happened at the Sona? Was it not expected? The EFF have warned before the Sona that they will prevent the president from delivering the Sona. They delivered on their address and on, on their promises. No, no, it was it was expected, I'm sure. The, the only surprise was how long it took to restore order in the House. I think uh, the, the EFF is uh, determined to take us back to the days of uh, Jacob Zuma uh, about payback the money with regards to Inkandla. Um, they, they obviously feel very strongly that the president has a case to answer for with regards to the Palapala saga. Um, but, you know, uh, the, the, the truth of the matter is that due process uh, was followed. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with the, with the stance of the EFF to the extent that the parliament um, followed a particular procedure. They appointed an independent panel to look at the matter. Um, and that report that came out of that panel was subjected to parliamentary processes. Uh, it seems the EFF is, uh, their nose is out of joint because it didn't go the way they thought it would go, mm. which was uh, to, to obviously put the president in a particular in a particular difficult situation and, and call for impeachment. Uh, and this is why they were objecting uh, uh, yesterday. Now, a question that has to be asked is why a small minority party is allowed to hold the rest of the country hostage by preventing the president from delivering um, the State of the Nation address and to create such chaos, preventing the rest of the country to listen to the State of the, uh, the, State of the Nation address. You know, the, the, the opening of Parliament, the State of the Nation address from the South African government is, is one of uh, those uh, events that is actually being observed uh, throughout the continent. Um, you know, everyone is, is looking at the opening of Parliament with regards to South Africa. So the whole continent and, and parts of the world saw the chaos. Um, and I think that is an incentive for a small party like the EFF to try and, and disrupt uh, and, and remain relevant. They said they were going to do it, as you pointed out. Um, they had to satisfy their constituency. But I do think, I do think that, uh, I, I do hope that people do see it as uh, part of democracy. You know, it's, it's a healthy, it's a healthy uh, issue. It's something healthy where an opposition party, or be it a small opposition party, can actually try and, and raise its voice, can actually try and make a point, uh, even though uh, everyone is not always in agreement that, uh, you know, people wanted to see the sauna, they wanted to hear what the president is saying. Um, and then we have to contend with this kind of disruption, which in a way is very disrespectful. But I do want to emphasize it's part of democracy. 
I know uh, the president has declared a, a national state of disaster over the energy crisis and an electricity minister will be appointed to focus on, uh, on, on ESCOM. Would you determine this to be a step in the right direction? You know, Ram, I was very surprised that uh, so many of the opposition parties had a problem with uh, this initiative of uh, Minister of Electricity. I agree with the overall sentiment that you can't now appoint a minister every time there's a crisis. I accept that. However, I think everyone in the country will accept that we've now been having this crisis for 14 years, you know, load shedding started in, uh, as far back as 2008. There are certain children, some of our children, who have grown up only with load shedding. Mm. They are now at university. Mm. And so I think the president is, is trying to say that there's now such a crisis. You need someone who can specifically deal with this issue over the next 12 months or so. And uh, he's saying that he's taking it so serious that he's appointing a minister of, uh, of electricity. And I think it is a welcome thing. Uh, I just hope that whoever that person is, is going to be able to actually tangibly address the crisis. Now, with the president announcing a national state of disaster over the energy crisis, the question that has been asked uh, is how is government going to prevent the looting of the funds which will be which will be made available uh, to address the electricity crisis. That's a very very good question. I mean, the president is, is is alluding to the fact that he has asked the auditor general's office to specifically uh, keep an eye on how finances are going to be allocated and spent. Um, I'm not sure if that is going to be sufficient. I do think I do think that we must give government some credit. Uh, especially post the COVID pandemic saga, where people were abusing uh, monies and so forth in that in that disaster, there's lessons to be learned there. I think that the ONC and the president knows that there is always that possibility of certain nefarious elements wanting to steal and abuse uh, uh, the monies. And so, I think civil society plays a role. They need to keep a close eye. But I think everyone agrees. It is a national disaster, and the sooner we can resolve the energy crisis, the better. Now, Oscar, on the president himself, you know, what was your impression of the president's speech last night? Did we see a president who is uh, in a much stronger position than he was before the ANC elective conference in December last year? I think, yeah. I, Abraham, you know, I saw a person that was much more comfortable in his skin. <clears throat> he won uh, at the ANC elective conference with a comfortable margin. It was a definite boost to to his uh, political career, a second term uh, with such a, a, a huge win. And I think the president came across as someone who understands uh, what we saw was the pragmatist that we know of Cyril Ramaphosa when he was still in the early uh, in the early 90s, engaged in constitutional reform, engaged in negotiations. I think we saw someone who said. We understand that problematic. There is a number of challenges. Pointing fingers, uh, saying either or them or them or us is not helpful. We need to work together to try and solve these problems. And these are some of the issues that we can potentially do to solve them. So I think the president came across as someone who is, is practical, 
who understands the problem. And he was saying that uh, in keeping with Nelson Mandela's uh, legacy, it was never going to be an easy job, but he's here to serve. And finally, Oscar, what for you were the key aspects of his uh, State of the Nation address that, that fill you with hope? Yeah. You know, when, when we went into the Sona, I, I indicated that there's three things that I think is important uh, that the president should speak to, and indeed he did. The one was energy and the energy crisis, of course. Um, he spent some time on that. Secondly, I said it's about jobs, because if our people can't actually get meaningful work, the crisis and the problem in South Africa will persist. Mm. And then finally, we, we simply don't feel safe in South Africa. Mm. And so crime had to be addressed. And I think he spent sufficient time on all three of those elements. And of course, something that's always very controversial, Ibrahim, and I want to say it, is that the president also said his government remains committed to, in the absence of creating work, to put cash in hand for the most vulnerable. And I think that is quite commendable that the South African government is still able to continue with the relief, the stress relief uh, grant uh, for so many people. As you know, 8 million people are on that grant. And I know people talk about dependency and is that the right work? But the point of the, the fact of the matter is, if you cannot create the jobs, if you're struggling, then you have to help the most vulnerable. Most definitely, they do need to be helped in some way. Oscar, thank you so much for your time this morning. It was really fascinating speaking to you. Thank you very much. That was uh, political analyst Oscar van Heerden giving us his uh, perspective of the SONA address that was delivered last night by the President. Some very interesting uh, points that came out uh, from the President's address and Oscar gave us some very interesting perspective with regards to what the President said last night.